Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today's no exception. We have an amazing guest. We have Mr. George Ross. George is most known for his role as Mr. Trump's right-hand man for much of 37 years. He's the author of two best-selling books on real estate and negotiation. He taught at the law school at NYU for over 20 years. George is 92 years of age, and he carries with him the wisdom of the ages. Before he worked for Donald, he worked for Saul Goldman in New York City, and he did personally 702 transactions for Goldman and DiLorenzo. He's worked for the Wilpons family, who owned the New York Mets. I love the wisdom that George brings to the table, and today we're talking about interest rates, and the news from the Federal Reserve this week. Listen to our conversation. Hello. Good evening, George. Hi there. Well, welcome from uh, northern France. Uh, is that where you are? Yes. A little bit late in the evening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're a better position than we than I am. Northern France is great. <laughs> yes, indeed. Why don't we jump right in? Great. Let's go. Okay. Probably for the first time... It's it's kind of strange to say that nothing is news, uh, but the Federal Reserve held interest rates steady today. And the question always comes up, yep. when to lock into a fixed rate, when to stay variable. Obviously, permanent financing derives a lot of its rate from the 10-year Treasury bill as opposed to the short-term interest rate. What's your perspective on when to lock into a long-term rate? Well, I... Uh, uh, my general feeling is that it's it's good to lock into a long-term rate. Uh, in the it depends on how the amount of financing that you have or what have you. But I would say to lock in with a long-term rate, but also get the right to prepay. Because you got the right to prepay. If the rates go down, you pay off, even if you have to pay a penalty. But then you got the right at that point to go. So if there's a substantial decrease in the rate, you can take advantage of it, even though you you. You can lock in the uh, long term. My motto has always been borrow as much as you can for as long as you can. And it usually works out very well. That's what I uh, totally suggest. If, if you have locked in the rate, but you have a right to prepay, if rates go down, you refinance and you're on top of it. If rates go up, you're locked in. You don't have to worry about, uh, about refinancing your, your loan at a time when the refinancing might not be feasible or might be very expensive. That's my philosophy anyway. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I mean, often a variable rate loan typically does not have a prepayment penalty associated with it. Um, it's more of an open type loan. And so the I'm saying it. I'm talking about pre. Yeah, I'm not talking. I've never been a uh, a, a fan of a variable rates. Never. They, they just uh, the amount that you save by having the, the the very variable rate can be wiped out in the event you have a all of a sudden you have a a tremendous rise, or it's just that the the lenders at this point uh, are looking for bigger returns. So the, the variable rates have never I've never found them very attractive for any financing which I've done. I much like to have a fixed term, and then you can thumb your nose at the it changes when it keeps when it goes up. That makes sense. Well, that's but for me anyway. That's that was my philosophy, uh, uh, and if you're not the variable rates work best. If, in fact, you're talking with something with a substantial amount of financing, because then the then the rate can be, you know, you're talking about the dropping a half a point or a quarter of a point or whatever could be could be a big saving of money. But in the average loan or the average investor, which uh, I've, I've met 
during my, you know the course of my career, it's not worth the difference. Right, right. You know, the spec is not. You know, if you're talking in millions of uh, a million a very heavy loan, yeah, a half a point can make a big difference. If you're talking a hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, a million. It doesn't make a big difference. Well, George, we have a friend who we spoke about last month. Now, he's got an issue he's dealing with where he has several loans that have prepayment penalties associated with them. He has a buyer for a number of his assets, uh, but that would potentially trigger payment of a prepayment penalty. Are there any scenarios where you have seen lenders waive that or been able to negotiate out of those types of prepayment penalties? Uh, On occasion, you know, uh, that's a good question. If you, generally they would, uh, they, they don't like to waive anything. Banks don't like to give up anything that they have. But uh, they were also uh, subject. To, you know, you can you can negotiate with banks. You I mean doesn't mean the fact the fact that you've got it or not. The bank may not be interested in your loan, in or your property. Uh, banks generally are interested in one thing: getting their money back. That's what there is. They're not interested in aggravation. So if a lender basically decides he's going to give him a little aggravation, it may give him the leverage that he needs in order to talk to the bank. So there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, you know, my business is bad. Things are going down. Everything's going downhill. Blah, 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 blah. You, may end up, you may end up foreclosing the property. Banks don't like to hear that, even if it's not. Even if it's, if it's not they, don't, they don't want to have a non-performing loan on their books because they have to account for it when they file their returns with the government. And also, it, it, it's, it's also a fact that... Uh, a foreclosing property takes a long period of time in most jurisdictions. So if a bank, if you got a bank and you say, "Fine, you want to foreclose the property, good, I'll, 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 you, you can foreclose, but I'll see you in three years." And in the three years, you've got the right to pay them, pay them off. So there's a lot of leverage there. It's a question of whether you want to do it. But you, I don't like the philosophy that you've got to do exactly what the bank says. Because in reality, we're often you know, conditioned to think I that mean, the bank holds all the negotiating leverage, that they hold all the cards, right? Absolutely. 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 That's the, that's the fallacy. You hit it right on the head. Everybody thinks, well, I can't negotiate with the bank. The bank at this point, they'll foreclose. They'll take my property. I'll lose my equity. And that, that, that this, this, I've got to do what they say. And if I have an opportunity... To uh, to do it, and they want to get they want to get a prepayment penalty. Yeah, I, I I'm ready to do that because I want to make make a loan, and I don't care if they got a prepayment penalty. You can't negotiate with them. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. I've negotiated many times with banks, and uh, you'd be surprised on the on the philosophy that they have. They want to get their money back. It depends at the time when you're doing the renegotiation. What's the market? What's the property? What's involved? Is there money? Is is it great so that they've got a great loan, or is that there's not? It's not such a great loan. Generally speaking, they don't like to be involved. They don't want to own the property. They don't want to. Enter. They just want to know that they're not going to have a problem. Once you give them a problem and you indicate what it is, even if it's not totally factually correct that you're saying, hey, you know, the truth is I don't have the financing to meet the mortgage. I got all kinds of expenses on my property. I've got repairs. I've got all kinds of this. So you're going to, I need help. Once the bank knows they may have a problem on their hands in, in getting involved in the operation, they don't like that. So they may say, you know, the truth is it's, easy, it's better for us. I'd rather get paid and waive my prepayment penalty than to have all kinds of problems if, I go to, if, I, if I'm forced into a foreclosure. They do not want to own the property. 
and you can use that as a good good leverage, a good lever, if, and it works. It works. But you always think that they have the upper hand. Most instances, they don't. And so you're you're really what you're saying is you're really not committing financial suicide by telling them you've got a problem. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You have to understand that that the banks are they must report periodically to the government, whether the state or to the federal government, their status, their balance sheet. The one thing they don't want on a balance sheet is a non-performing loan, because once you have a non-performing loan, which you're carrying on your on your your balance sheet, you have to justify the amount of the loan, which means you have to look at other properties, you have to look at all other things. They don't like to do that to get penalized for uh, having to report a non-report uh, a non-conforming loan, and that also isn't so. Instead of saying, "Hey, here's what I've got. Here's the the payments." The, the interest and amortization on that loan, which I now have as a performing loan, all of a sudden the pipeline is cut. I don't have that anymore. So now they've got to change their financial statement because they've, they've lost some uh, uh, some income. So nothing wrong with that at all. It's, a, it's great that uh, you know, you're using the, the leverage that you have with the bank. Also, you, have, you should be aware that the average banker that you have, or the, the one who's ever supervising your loan, is a low-level person. It's not somebody high in the bank. Once you stop paying or you make wishes, it goes out of this low-level person and it goes up the ladder. Depending on how much you're talking about, it'll get to some level with, with somebody that has the authority to see how important this is to the bank or the relationship. So I don't, uh, you know, to, to me at this point, I wouldn't... Uh, I wouldn't never never hesitated at this point to take you know to get tough with the bank, even to the extent that it's not really true. I mean, you know, you don't right. have to justify it. You don't have to go forward and say we got all these repairs, we got all of this. I've lost tenants or whatever. You can find all of the things that you that that, that you can come up with, which would indicate that the the loan that they have is not as good as they think it is. And I wouldn't tell them basically, certainly the the prepay because I've got a new, I've got a buyer and I'm making a pot full of money. That's the last thing I would do. Got it. I love it. That's uh, great advice. Great advice, George. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I would sit, I would sit this basically sit down with a banker and you plead poverty or plead whatever it is. This is, it doesn't have to be true. They don't know it. In other words, these are bankers. If they were smart people, they wouldn't be bankers. They would be doing the investing, but they don't do that. So they, they're only looking at one thing, make the loan, see if the loan to value is good, and then see that nothing happens. I'm not cr- criticized for the fact that I made this loan or I'm carrying the loan. Right, right. They don't like that. I love George's perspective. Borrow as much as you can for as long as you can. And stay away from prepayment penalties. Lock into interest rates where you have certainty over your interest rate future. As you think about that, maybe you might want to consider locking in your interest rates, getting out of variable interest rates for your projects. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.